This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you decide to listen to the top 10, this is the top 10 with Tia by Geek Vibes Nation. And as that title already says, and the introduction music, which we don't hear anymore, but gets added in post-production. I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me my amazing co-host, Brittany. How are you this morning? I was going to say, I could always sing it in for you if you want, just so if you feel a little bit better, I'll just start like, just like, you know when people like, do the, like the Marvel uh, theme song, they just start screeching it, they go, dun, 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 and you know, just start yelling it, I could do that for you, will that make you feel better? I do that with Star Wars, like, and I'm not even the biggest Star Wars fan, but any time, like, I watch a Star Wars movie, it's like you have to sing the intro. That's so true, though. <laughs> but, Brittany, I'm happy to be speaking with you this morning for our um new top 10 I don't know where I was going with that our latest top 10 um but first before we do that I have to ask how was your Thanksgiving it was good it was good I made uh two pumpkin pies and they were delicious and and I sat there and was like you know what I I was supposed to be streaming I think Friday and I was like I just want to get fat off pumpkin pie I don't want to do anything all week I just want to lay here and you know what so I did (laughs) That sounds like a good time. I um, made a green bean casserole, which is the first time I ever made a green bean casserole. And it was good. I just didn't, I didn't cook the string beans enough, so they were a little crunchy at first. But then when you, that's just texture, right? But then when I reheated them, then like they were good because they had softened up a little. Like the flavor was there. It was just a little crunchy. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I tried. <laughs> you know what's funny? You'll laugh. Um, I had a lot of firsts uh, this Thanksgiving. I had never actually had the stuffing in a turkey before because as a kid it grossed me out the thought of it, so I just never touched it. And now as an adult I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. And Aaron looked at me like I had grown like three heads when I said, oh, I've never had stuffing. And they just will stare. To be fair, like, before you and I became friends, you had never had, like, a meatball. And I was just like, what planet do you live on? But, like, so with the stuffing, I know that it's called stuffing because you're supposed to stuff it in the turkey. But I want to say that my family hasn't done that, like, in 20 years. <laughs> you know, I think when it came out that that was bad because you could risk getting salmonella, my family immediately stopped doing that. So stuffing has always been cooked separately, right? So it's never I one of those things. Error. Why? Oh, that it could be salmonella. But I, I get why. I get why, but I didn't know that was a thing. So now I'm, I want the, I want the, uh, the turkey sickness. I don't know what else to call it. 
Well, no, so that's, like, the big thing why people kind of get grossed out by stuffing is because it's, like, you literally stuff it in the fucking bird's ass, and, you know, there is uh, the chance of salmonella because you're literally putting stuffing in a raw turkey, right? So my family hasn't done that in at least 20 years. We always cook the stuffing separately, and I love stuffing. I can eat that all year round and I'm not picky like some people like to make homemade stuffing and you know some people make even sausage stuffing I just like stovetop stuffing from the box there's nothing wrong with that you make it throw some freaking gravy on it and you're good I love it I love stuff now thanks a lot I'm starving. I actually didn't have breakfast today so if yeah. I'm going to be hungry too but You'll laugh at me sometimes. If I'm really, really hungry, what I'll do is I'll make egos and as you're talking, I'm, like, trying to cram it down my pie hole before you, like, call on me to say something. I'm like, please, don't don't say my name. I need to eat. I actually do have a strawberry parfait in the fridge. I may do that at some point. Oh, it's funny. Yesterday, you know what I did? Um, that's really funny. I actually made myself a smoothie, which I never make myself smoothies. But I bought this whole bag of frozen fruit, and I just threw it in the blender because I do have a blender that, like, never gets used. And I made myself a smoothie, and I was like, I feel so goddamn healthy now. But <laughs> I could have been doing this all along. I wanted to say that. You know, you know me, like, I'm a big fan of those, um, like, food services, like HelloFresh and shit like that. There's this food service called The Daily Harvest, and literally it's just kind of like a smoothie thing. Like, they deliver, um, a, like, individual smoothies, but they're not blended yet, right? So, like, each cup has the ingredients, and you're just supposed to blend it. And I know that sounds so basic because it's like you could just go to the supermarket and buy the shit yourself, but I just really want to try that service one day. I want to get into smoothies. I want to be healthy. You just need to get sponsored by all these people, Tia. Just be like, hashtag sponsor me. I, I want I want the food. I have reached out. They haven't reached back yet, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on this shit, Brent. I'm already on this shit. <laughs> But this has nothing to do with our actual <laughs> top 10. Um, I just, listen, I only get to speak to Brittany on the phone probably once a week. So it's like, <laughs> I just want to catch up. But we are doing the top 10 DC and Marvel live action characters we'd recast. Now, I want to preference this by saying that maybe it's not even necessarily that we think that the current actor who's playing that character is, say, horrible. Maybe we just think that we prefer someone else to do it. And we don't necessarily have to come up with who we'd like to recast that person as. But, Brittany, if you have, you know, someone in mind, feel free to include that as well. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I, I sat there, except there's a couple where I'm like, I hate that bitch, but I'm just joking. Just joking. But no, I would have a couple. And I'm like, then I'm like, mm, I just don't care about you as a person. <laughs> you can be petty, too. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, But before we get into it, you know, 
it's time. We got to shout out our good friends over at Stranger Damies, which is the ongoing real play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. Make sure you join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the traps and tribulations that Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s than Ready Player One. Make sure you subscribe to them on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies. They're part of the Geek Vibes Nation family. You can, of course, find us at geekvibesnation.com. We're awesome, particularly Brittany and I. <laughs> the best. The, the best. best. The best. But, Brittany, kick it off with number 10. Let me see here. Let me look at my list. Cause I, I got to organize this. Let's see. Can I, man, all of these I feel pretty strongly about. So I'm just trying to figure out where to hop in. You know what? I'm going to start out strong. I'm going to start with Pepper Potts because <laughs> I, I do not care for Gwyneth Paltrow, okay? And I used to sit there, right, as a kid and be like, why would anybody dislike her? So She's so pure and innocent. And then it's- I realized that like got you what'd you say is doesn't she have like some vagina cream or something like that is that what like bugged you candle that she says smells <laughs> like the notes of her own vagina and my thing on that is it's like i watched a video somebody was like no vagina smells like what's it bar- bergamot or bergamot and it's like in cedar and she, it was like if it does you need to get checked out or something and it was like it, it, it just i don't know it's so ridiculous she's so like what's her uh, company called like goop or something and I don't know, she strikes me, which I don't know this personally, I'm not going to just put this on her, but she gives me the anti-vaxxer vibes of yeah. like, oh, they get so rich that they think like they're all-knowing and they just can't believe that anybody would be, like, that they have figured out the truth of the world and it's like, no, you just got money. You just got money and now, so this part is a personal part because, don't get me wrong, I actually like Pepper Potts in the in the movies. But having her behind it, there's always this air of, like, I want to love you, but, God, I hate who you're playing by. Yeah, I totally get that. Gwen Paltrow, like, seems to be the type of person who's, like, she's into all natural stuff, so she probably would be, like, I don't like injecting myself with chemicals, so she probably, like, wouldn't be, like, you know, she'd be an anti-vaxxer. Um, no, I agree. It's really funny. I I know I talk about this podcast a lot, the H3, H3 podcast, but it's funny because the guy, Ethan, um, who is, you know, the host of it, right? He (laughs) did this gag gift of this candle that, and and roll with me here because it actually is really fucking funny, but he's doing this like gag gift with this candle that literally smells like his butthole. And oh, oh no. And he's doing it as, like, a gag gift, and I think all the proceeds go to, say, pancreatic cancer and stuff. So it's for, like, a good cause. But he said he was inspired to do it by Gwyneth Paltrow's, like, ridiculous vagina candle. (laughs) The freaking vagina candle. Like, I just can't say it with a straight face. That makes me laugh every time. But I don't know who thought, like, I don't, that's, like, someone that, like, one, one time... In like maybe like a one night stand or something, they told her like, "Oh, this smells awful," and now she's like, "I have to prove to the world it smells great. It smells like bergamot and cedar." And, <laughs> I was gonna and, say, and like, 
how conceited are you that you're like, I'm going to make a candle that smells like my private parts? Like, who wants that? What, you know what, there probably is a creep out there that actually wants that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I said that. I was like, she's going the Del Delphine route. It was like the freaking uh, bathwater. But at least Belle Delphine is, like, ironic, I guess, when she does it. I don't know. Oh, like, then she's a good troll. That's what, that's what it is. Like, Belle Delphine, I feel like, doesn't do any of this shit seriously. She's just trolling, and you kind of have to respect her for it. But <laughs> one of the, the drip, is, Karen. like, what did you say? I said respect the drip, Karen. <laughs> I'm just saying, Gwen Paltrow is, like, 100% serious about this. I know. I just, and I know, like, this was totally a petty choice, and you know that's not normally like me, but I, I just had to, like, as soon as she went, like, who would you recap? I was like, her, her instantly. <laughs> no surprise, that's her. No, I love it. I feel like I totally agree with you. I also would recast Pepper Potts, but I don't think that, um, I really don't think that we're going to see Pepper again. It's just like, why necessarily have Pepper if you don't have Tony, if that makes sense? I know. And it's sad to go, oh, this character's only valid because of, like, basically who she dated but it, it or was married to now. But I definitely am kind of like, uh, eh, eh. I don't yeah, care. That's not, like, the thing i'm trying to say at all no 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 i'm like i i get what you're saying i was just sitting there i was like god i was like there's not much you're right there's not much use for her at this current time i mean i guess you could say like what maybe she helps out peter or something every once in a while but she has her own daughter to take care of and shit like that she has her company to run with like you know, maybe you she pops up every once in a while, but I just really don't see, like, why you would necessarily need her character, considering, like, Tony isn't around. I know. But, what they say, rest in peace. They're like, rip. What, what do people say when they, like, say it twice? They're like, rest in peace, peace. I've never heard that, so I couldn't tell you. Well, people forget that R.I.P. stands for rest in peace, so they'll put, like, rest in peace and then put rip at the end of it. I'm like, you literally, <laughs> you literally just said the same thing twice. But, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I feel like since you came out swinging, I have to follow that up. And my next pick of... Like, my number nine of who I'd recast is definitely a personal-like thing. I do not like this actress at all. I feel like she should not have this character. And I guess, um, like, maybe trigger warning I should put out here or something. Um, I'm going to get real for a second. I know we like to keep it lighthearted here, but I'm going to get real for a second, right? And number nine is going to be Mera. Mira, Mera, I don't know how to say her name. Mera from the Aquaman movies. Like, oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Like, like, get Amber Heard out of this role. You know what I'm saying? So, so for all those who don't know, Johnny Depp was married to Amber Heard. They apparently had a very um, 
dysfunctional and toxic relationship and it's come out that there's been abuse on both sides right so johnny depp has he lost the legal case against the sun magazine he was dropped by warner brothers for fantastic beast three and like you know it's hard when you sit there and you talk about a actor that you really liked growing up and who is in a lot of movies that you consider say some of your favorite movies right i like loved edward scissorhands and pirates of the caribbean and shit but you know it's very clear that johnny depp had a hand in doing certain things right that were not good in that relationship so it's like fine he got fired from warner brothers you should not you know, reward people for shitty things, right? But it also come out that Amber Heard was equally, if not more so, violent towards Johnny Depp. There's actual picture proof of her having, like, bit off the tip of one of his fingers and everything. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, no, if you look, there's actual pictures of, like, so Johnny Depp said that, Amber Heard, like, during a fight, literally bit off, like, the tip of his finger, and there's actual photographic proof, and someone dug up, like, a video of when Johnny Depp went to visit, like, children who were sick at the hospital, and he was dressed up as um, Jack Sparrow, and he had one of his fingers uh, bandaged up, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, just my finger got hurt a little and everything like that. So there's like documented proof and there's um, phone calls between Amber and Johnny where she's like mocking him saying like, go tell everyone that I abuse you. No one's going to believe you. And it's like, this is an awful, this is an awful human being who is still cast as Mara. And I'm like, like, recast her. I hate her. I hate, like, this whole thing that, this whole narrative that she's, like, getting away with this. Like, if you're going to fire Johnny Depp, I have no problem with you having fired Johnny Depp, but fire Amber Heard as well. So, yeah, that comes from, like, a very personal, like, I hate this. I hate this. Like, because you know me, Brittany. I do consider myself a feminist, and part of feminism is equality. So I don't want women to have preferential treatment. You know, I I want them to be held accountable to the same standard. So why is Amber Heard not being held accountable to the same standard? I think that's what gets me, too, about it, is it's kind of like, if you have literal proof, but the thing is, I feel like she's going to walk away from this entire thing unscathed, where they're like, you're so brave, you're so strong, and it's like, no, she's just as bad. Sometimes people are toxic. Women are not perfect little flowers that just like, oh, they can do no wrong, and if a man does something to them, they're just like, completely... uh, rid of all fault but the thing is is that if she's doing stuff just as bad it's like what gets me when people are like when like a female teacher gets with like a male student and people just laugh it off but like yeah they're like oh nice you know isn't there like a freaking like south side or like that south park episode about that and that's what gets me like if you're gonna have that situation it needs to be equal well, because there was that famous case of that one teacher who got with, like, her eighth grade student. And, 
even if you ask, like, guys today, they're like, oh, sweet. And it's like, but you wouldn't be saying that if it was the opposite way, right? Like, that's just wrong. So I, like, hate it. And the way that a lot of it is made to sound is that Amber Heard sounds like she was the aggressor in it. Like, she instigated a lot of these things. So I just think that she's, like a horrible fucking human being and which is makes me mad that Warner Brothers is just like blatantly okay with her being in their universe and you know she's going to be in Aquaman 2 and apparently Zack Snyder is bringing her back for some reshoots for the Snyder Cut which it's like wow that's really shitty that you're doing this I just don't know why no one wants to hold her accountable and I do have a suggestion as to who could take over for Mara and I would say that this isn't an original thought of mine I I saw this because several people have like done fan pics of it and have suggested I was like that would also be a really good decision Um, a lot of people are thinking that Amelia Clark who played Daenerys would make a good Mara that would be good Right, so I think the acting chops for it. She has the acting chops, you know. She's clearly beautiful, you know, and it would just be really cool to have her in the DC universe. So I would definitely suggest um, Amelia Clark take over the role of Mira and get fucking Amber Heard out of here. I know I sound so angry, but she makes me so mad. (laughs) She makes me so mad. It's like you almost want some kind of retribution for, you know, doing something. Because I think it just looks, that's the stuff that people look back and they're like, uh, you know, it makes people, there's only so much people will, like, start to accept things before they start pushing back and then we start going backwards on things. People would be like, oh, look, women get preferential treatment, you know, see, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think this is so harmful to, like, Everyone, <laughs> you know, what I mean? have a healthy balance. Mhm, mhm. Sorry, I did the thing where I got the parfait and started eating. <laughs> oh, I'm that person now that called on you at the most inopportune time. It's <laughs> okay. I can hear the cats going wild on something out out like outside the door, and I'm like, oh no. Like on a side note, separate note. You know those little perler bead art things I make? You know how yeah. there's mini bead art? Like the tiny one, like the one I made like your earrings out of? Mm-hmm. Well, they dumped all of them in the floor. And so I can hear, like even though I swept forever last night before bed, I can still hear the little things rolling around. I'm like, gosh darn it. Cats are really destructive. The other night, we literally woke up. Actually, no, it was Thanksgiving morning. We woke up at 6 o'clock to, like, I swear, things in my house, when they fall, it sounds like an avalanche is coming down. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, we woke up to, like, this insane loud crash that you would think, like, the kitchen cabinets all, like, crash down, right? Like, that's how loud it is. And in reality, it was just, like, um, a plate 
or so falling. But these motherfuckers like flipped over um, part of Polly's desk and it completely shattered like my Halloween mug that my mom got oh. me. And I really liked it. And I was just like, you bastards. I hate all of you. <laughs> what the, like, you. You feel like you're like, good thing I don't have children. This would be 10 times worse. Uh. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. But yeah. So number nine, Mara. Get Amber Heard the fuck out of here. Uh, Brittany, what is your number eight? Um, okay. I'm trying to, like, there's so many that I do kind of feel negatively about, but okay. Um, I'm going to go with, <laughs> oh, there's some, I'm like, oh, should I wait? But I'm just going to go ahead and do them. You know, we are on order. Uh, Lex Luthor, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Ah, that was on my list, too. Love oh, it. I'm sorry. I just like, oh, I have plenty of others. Go ahead. I don't feel like, for me, it's so much as, like, a personal issue, even though I don't care much about him as an actor, because I always feel like he plays some kind of, like, like a jerkish attitude kind of dude, or, you know, oh, I'm the nerd, I'm the weird one. But it's like, Lex Luthor, to me, is this intimidating a businessman, you know, every reiteration I see of him, he's like a bulky formed, you know, man that, I don't know, to me, I always saw that, you know, yes, he wants to go to -to toe-to-toe with Superman, he wants to be a god, but to have, like, this, like, skinny little Weasley dude, I just felt like was so unfitting. I felt like they made him different just for the sake of making him different. Well, this is why I always have a problem with, like, like, People love to say, like, I'm not a real, like, you know, DC Batman fan, but I feel like Zack Snyder isn't. He clearly doesn't have a grasp of these characters, right? Because I agree with you, right? I'm, I have nothing against Jesse Eisenberg. I really know nothing about him as a personal person, <laughs> if that makes sense. As a personal person. As a personal person. But, you know... And first of all, I have to say I'm all for people, like, breaking their stereotypes of who they are, like, um, say, with Robert Pattinson, right? How maybe five years ago someone told you, like, hey, that guy's going to play Batman. You'd be like, wow, that guy who played in Twilight? Right, but, you know, obviously Robert Pattinson has distanced himself from that, and he's... To me, like, I actually think he's a good actor now. Like, you should watch the Netflix movie, The Devil, all the time. He was really good in it. Um, So I'm all for people breaking away from the stereotypes of, like, what they typically played. And so if Jesse Eisenberg had played Lex like that, that would be fine. But as you said, we grew up on the animated shows, right? Like Justice League and Superman, the animated shows. And um, Lex has always been like this big, like foreboding sort of character, even in, um, I never watched Smallville, but, you know, even in say Smallville and um, other movie iterations where Lex is in it, he's like this big guy, right? And then you have Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, who is this so, like, he felt like he was playing the same character that he played in Social Network, right? And he's, he almost felt like he was trying to be, like, the Joker. He was, like, rambling really fast. He, you know, was all over the place. Embodying, like, the Heath Ledger kind of Joker. 
Yes. Yes. And it was like, did you not get the memo that you're playing Lex Luthor? Did they tell you something else and we just don't know about it? Because it was really strange to me. I found his character really annoying. He wasn't at all. And it also didn't make sense, right? Because, like, Lex has always been, say, the same age as Superman. And then, so you have Henry Cavill and you have Ben Affleck and they're older and they're, like, really large and all that. And then you have Jesse Eisenberg, who's, like, really scrawny and he's so much younger than them. It was so unbalanced. I just felt like it was just kind of crammed in there. Like, you know what would be neat and different and get people talking? And it's like, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I, no, I totally agree with you. I dislike it a lot. Um, You know me that I would love to see Corey Stoll, like, come in as Luthor. Bring Lex Luthor. He's already bald. You wouldn't even have to shave his head. You know who, though, um, has been pointed out to be, like, a good older Lex Luthor? Um, Brian Cranston. <gasps> I vote for Wait, this. Like, you get Brian Cranston similar to how he was in Breaking Bad. Just put him in, a, like, a really good suit. I feel like that's that's good. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Uh, um, Tia, on our other stuff, I, I might need that later now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Welcome. No, I really, I really agree with you. I hate um, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. And, you know, the thing is, is that I thought we were past all this, right? Um, but whatchamacallit, it, now with Zack Snyder bringing back his Snyder cut and blah, 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 like now... I see people talking like, oh, maybe, you know, we read Zack Snyder's world. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I like most of the people on my list are going to be like Zack Snyder um, error casting that I don't I agree know. with. How I feel about a lot of it, too, where I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's that's not what I wanted. I'm so glad that everybody's so obsessed with you. Like, I feel like personally, you know, he's probably a good person. But I hate, it's kind of like, um, remember with uh, when we used to do fan fiction all the time and there was, uh, you're like, I love this show, but I hate the, I hate the, uh, the community, the, the fandom. Oh, yeah, that definitely was me with, um... Uh, I guess I shouldn't say the fandom, then it would get, like, all pissy. But their show just ended after 15 seasons, so I'll say that. (laughs) I I, I definitely have, like, a problem with the Snyder cult. Okay, so recently, um, what was it? Oh, my God. Someone, like, made a – so, you know, they're coming out with the Hawkeye series, right? But they still haven't, like, formally announced who the um, actress who's playing uh, Kate Bishop will be, right? But there was a lot of rumors that this actress, oh, God, I forgot her last name. Let's just call her Haley right now, right? There's a lot of rumors that, like, Haley was casted as Kate Bishop. And she has, like, a fandom, I guess, from other work of hers. And someone tweeted out going, all you Marvel people are going to finally see Haley as Kate Bishop and understand. But just know, we were her fans first or some shit 
like oh that. My and God. Like, and like, God. Bro, it's not that deep. <laughs> that makes me think of like, you know, like whenever you were like a kid and there would be a guy you liked and then suddenly there's a friend that's calling like dibs on all the guys. Like they're like spreading their net, like like, oh, you know, I want that guy. I want that guy. And it's like, okay, there's no one left. And that's kinda like how people are with like Actors sometimes are like, don't mind. I saw them first. Just know if we were in a room with them, I would be the one he would date. And I'm like, what? 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 Yo, I had someone like that in college. Like, <laughs> who, who would literally do that? Like, for you? What'd you say? Did I bring back memories for you? Yeah, I was literally in college, and there was someone who, like, did that, who called dibs. And it's like, how old are we? <laughs> I I know that's what I was sitting there going. I was like, so I I I also had a friend like that. So that's what makes me think with like these actors and everything, where people are like, I saw them first. It's like, okay, it's kind of like, did you see everything with like Pokemon where they're like, she's not gonna fuck you, dude. It's like that's that's how I feel about these actors. I was gonna ask you about Pokemon recently. I know this has nothing to do with the actual like list, but. She's been getting so much shit, and I've never watched her, and I'm like, I feel like the community, like, hates her. Well, okay, I, I, I can give you the very quick version. Are you ready? Oh, it was that a yes? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said yes. <laughs> the thing with Pokemon is she's the number one female Twitch streamer, and people go, okay, people hate her because she's a girl. And it's like, no, a lot of people's issues is that she does present herself as, like, this very innocent, sweet person, but she does have, like, the ruthless businesswoman aspect, right? And a lot of her thing is, is that uh, a lot of people feel that the reason she doesn't talk about ever having a boyfriend or, like, anything is because she feels like she's going to get less donations or doesn't seem kind of like how uh, Korean boy bands, right, like K-pop bands aren't allowed to, like, formally date anyone because they have to have this like appearance of like availability so that women fawn over them so people felt like Pokemon was doing that so that's like the setup is that she does questionable things and doesn't take accountability like copyright striking someone like Bo Blacks that didn't deserve it it was fair use he was just repeating what she said on Twitter that she struck it down because she doesn't like to deal with drama but she'll stir it up right and so the issue right now is that Fedmeister was, so she's part of this group called Offline TV, and I love watching Offline TV. I watch all of their stuff. I think they're all awesome. But the thing is, is that Pokemon does present herself as being very, like, holier than thou, like, very, like, oh, I'm perfect. But she does a lot of imperfect things, but because she presents herself that way, people dislike her. Well, Fedmeister was a streamer in that house, uh, that ended up having an inappropriate contact with another female streamer there that worked there and ended up getting kicked out. Well, Pokemon was like, oh, instantly like threw him under the bus and did all this stuff like, oh, yeah, he's awful. But he ended up providing a lot of proof that she was just as bad and that like a lot of the things she said was untrue and showed screenshots of like basically like, basically presenting like 
like, oh, yeah, he's awful, while she was also being, like, the shitty shit talker with him, if that makes sense. Like, she was like, yeah, he's awful, but she was doing a lot of the same things that he said that, uh, you know, that she said was so awful about him, that they, that she basically paid him off with, like, oh, when you come back, I'll fully support you, so he wouldn't release this document, but the document ended up getting leaked by someone else, and so... Now, when she looked at the document on stream, she just slapped it off, and people are like, oh, that's so insincere. So that's the quick and short of it. God, there's so much, like, drama in, like, the streaming oh, community. Like, it's, like, it's like, bro, we're just... The reason I'm so big with drama with them is that with Twitch streaming, a lot of people came to... Uh, okay, say if I got like in a big feud with a big streamer right like somehow they were like knew who I was or something came up or I was like critical of them and they pointed it out that jump starts a lot of people's careers because people are like they tune in for the drama and then a lot end up sticking around or it puts these people in the spotlight and so that's how they end up getting famous so that's what ended up happening with a lot of current streamers. So sometimes drama is added to stay, like, relevant. So it ends up becoming very toxic in a way. I was going to say, but then you're just, like, breeding a environment that's toxic. And it's like, who wants to just, like, put that unnecessary toxicity on them, right? Like, the world's fucked enough. You don't need all that shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's Twitch streamers that make, like, 2,000 subs a month, and you get $2.50 to $3 for each of those subs, so three times 2,000, plus the sponsorships you get monthly. These people are making bank. You know, it ain't worth your soul, Brittany. It ain't worth your soul, but uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that quick recap. I always go to Brittany for my uh, Twitch drama since I'm not on Twitch, but I become very interested in all this stuff. So thank you. But <laughs> let's move on. I'm gonna hit with the longevity of that. I was just like, I, 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 I can explain some things, girl. No, I love it. I love it. We needed that moment. Um, I'm going to go to the next one, which is going to be number seven obviously and it's going to be ezra miller's the flash i'm sorry if that was on your list as well was it? no no it was on my list but i wish it had been because <laughs> I, I can hop on board with this one all right so when they announced that they were doing a like you know, when they were even doing at first the dc extended universe and they were going to bring flash in um, and they casted Ezra Miller. It was kind of weird because, you know, you have the TV version of The Flash, and you have Grant Gustin, who does a really good job, but they made it. And with Marvel, we were so used to the fact that the TV shows were intertwined with the actual movies, and so DC was making that apparent that they weren't intertwined with each other, right? So it's like, okay, whatever. So they got Ezra Miller in, and... This isn't like a comparison to Grant Gustin's, right? Even though I do think Grant Gustin for a CW show does a really great job at being Barry Allen. But Ezra Miller's so bad at it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, when I watched Justice League and 
let me remind everyone or tell you for the first time. I saw Justice League in the theaters, and my boyfriend literally fell asleep in the middle of the movie theater. And I, and then a few months later, I went to Arkansas to hang out with Brittany, and I was like, hey, you've never seen this movie. Maybe we should watch this so that you can know also what this train wreck was. And literally at some point while we were watching this film, we got up and went into her kitchen because we had almost forgotten that, like, the movie was playing because that's how bad it was. Do you remember that? I ended up nodding off, too. I started falling asleep. Yeah, it was so bad. So you have Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, who... (sighs) Did him and Jesse Eisenberg, like, have the same acting coach? Because it almost acted as if... Ezra Miller was trying to act like him, like the fast talking, like, uh, yeah, I'm a really smart person and I'm really socially awkward, though. So I'm talking like this. And that's how, like, Jesse Eisenberg sounded, too, even though he was a little bit more arrogant and cocky. But it's like they all sound like that. And it was just really, like, dweebish in a way, which I know now that I actually said that out loud sounds a little mean, but it's like you don't expect that when it comes to it's not like, okay. Like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, right, is really cute and really, like, innocent and really, like, good-hearted. And his almost, like, naive nature is almost adorable, right? And and I almost felt like they were trying to carve that for um, Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. But first of all, Ezra Miller is not Tom Holland. (laughs) And it's just – it came off so weird. And you have this movie, right, where you have all these superheroes that are supposed to be, like, coming together to fight against this all-powerful being that's ready to literally annihilate the Earth. And there's freaking Ezra Miller's Barry Allen going, oh, I don't know what to do. I just push people out of the way. And his running, too, is so annoying, which I think I've talked to Juwan about this, and it's like obviously that was like a Zack Snyder decision his stupid running <laughs> but <laughs> Ezra Miller is the flash and also Ezra Miller isn't the best person either like he literally choked a fucking fan so I'm like what is up with DC and just harboring these really yeah. toxic actors <laughs> well my thing is like I feel like he was playing someone pretending, like, his idea of what an awkward person is like. And the thing is, this Flash isn't an awkward dude. He's just, he's a little goofy. He's sweet. You know, you think, I I don't know if I'm just still so attached to Justice League Unlimited, but he was just sincere. Even remember, like, in Justice League Unlimited, where, like, the Flash dies and the other Batman is so attached to him and doesn't want anything to happen to him because he loves him so much. Like, that's the vibe that I get. The other one, I was like, mm. I mean, if something awful happened, I wouldn't cry too many tears. Well, the thing is, like, okay, in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, right, that Flash was Wally West, right? And Wally West is a little more kidding around and shit like that, right? But Barry Allen is supposed to have his shit together. Like, if you watch CW's The Flash, it's like, yeah, Barry Allen can be a little goofy sometimes and and especially the first season explores him um first getting his powers but he 
like Grant, and maybe I'm just so Grant Gustin just plays a really great Barry Allen, and I I don't know Ezra Miller has this. Okay, let me say this right. I'm sorry. I feel very passionate for some reason this episode. I apologize. Yeah, no. In reality, these are all fictional characters. Does it matter to, like, the grand scheme of everything? No. But, you know, let's just have fun with this, right? Um, but so last year, um, the CW, like, Arrowverse always does its big freaking um, crossover event, right? And this well. And this crossover event was um, the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? That that that's what it was. And yeah. you have Crisis on Infinite Earths, and the event brought in a lot, right? They brought in people who, you know, they brought in Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. They brought in um, the actor who played, um, whatchamacallit, it? Clark Kent from Smallville. They even brought back this, like, woman who played Black Canary on, like, a really short-lived um, show from the 90s. Like, they brought in all oh, these... Oh, that's cute! Yeah, it was, like, really cool. Like, they brought in, like, all these freaking, you know, characters and actors who have played other characters. It Like, they even had, um... You know Brandon Ralph? Ralph I don't know how to say his last name, but he played Superman in like Superman returns or some shit like that. And I think I know what you're talking about. yeah, but he right now in the CW currently plays the Adam, but they had in another world, him reprise his role as Superman. So it was like a really cool like event. They like threw in a lot. So at the very last episode of the crossover event, which was literally four nights, they had, Barry Allen, like Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, standing, and he hears something, and he turns around, and there's Ezra Miller's Flash. No, no. But my point is, is that you had Grant Gustin, who was acting, like, as if his character, right? Like, was acting his character. And then you have Ezra Miller with this, like, bugged-out face, just like... I know we're not in person, so I can't really, like, do it. But I'm going to find this picture because I was like, you just Please look. do. And it's like, you just look like you don't know, like, what you're doing here. And, like, everyone tells me how great of an actor Ezra Miller is, and I just don't see it. Like, I watched one thing where I thought he was pretty decent in it, but I wouldn't say that he was groundbreaking. If anything, his character was pretty annoying, but I think that was, like, the point of his character. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes people correlate being quirky and different to being, like, this amazing actor, you know? Like, like there is cases, like, I don't want to like Tom Cruise because he's anti-vax, you know, Scientology, you know, bullshit, right? Like, oh, you know, and I hate it, but I will admit he's a really good actor. But there's sometimes where people are like, they're really awesome, and I'm like, where, who, huh? Are we are we talking about the same person? Like, it's like all I see is like the same person. Yeah, because there was like a whole thing. I think it was Ezra Miller that did like the multi eye like uh, makeup look, and people were just like crazy praying it, like praising it. And I was like, uh, I said praying it. <laughs> I know I did at first. I got I got tongue tied because I'm dumb. Wait, so what did he do? I think it was Ezra Miller that, like, had a big thing where, like, he he came to, like, 
some fashion thing. I don't know if it was like what's the one that starts with M? The big uh the Met Gala. Oh, the like, Met Gala. yeah. The, like wearing makeup that made him look like he had multiple eyes. Oh, and people were like, Oh my god, that's so cool, you know, he's the best and I'm like, Okay, he put makeup on his face and, and had multiple eyes. I mean, okay. But like, but, you know that he didn't do that, a makeup artist did. Yes, that's my thing is I'm like Everybody, like, praises things like, oh, my God, they're just a trendsetter, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't see it. We're going to get crucified. We're going to get death threats. I'm going to get my first death threat. Thanks, Tia. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Listen, <laughs> um, if you want to, like, see, I guess, you know, I don't know, like, uh, by the way, really quick, that just reminded me. Did you see that Harry Styles recently um, was on, like, the cover of Vogue or something wearing dresses? I thought he looked really good. <laughs> I was like, Harry Styles can pull it off. <laughs> or, like, wear that. Well, that's, like, the things I love. Like, we're, yes, it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yes, that's super cool, but just to do just, like, wearing, like, multiple eyes I, I don't know why it was so groundbreaking maybe because they felt like oh it's a guy wearing makeup and it's like i get that that's but also that's yeah. more accepted now and if you make it a huge deal when it does happen it pulls back the point of like how we shouldn't you know be amazed when someone's wearing makeup it, if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense but well, basically like, you, like- you unnormalize it by making it such a big deal well it's nothing new like, it's nothing new at all. Like, men have been wearing makeup since the dawn of fucking time, you know? And then even in recent culture, if you want to say, like, in the 80s, every single rock band wore makeup. And now we have all these, like, amazing YouTubers who are men who wear makeup. And it's nothing new. And it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but just because Ezra Miller is an actor, then, you know, it was, like, a big deal. I don't know. People are weird. I like how we're like, this isn't going to be, like, just petty. And we're like, no, I'm just pouring petty. pettiness. I'm pouring it to you. Did you see the picture I sent to you, by the way? Oh, let me see. Let me see. Um, Wait. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, my God. I was like, what am I supposed to be looking at? And I was looking at the last picture, and then I looked at her, and I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, so for context he's I sent out. But I... he looks like he's been hitting the pipe. <laughs> I sent Brittany the picture of when Grant Gustin's flash met with Ezra Miller's flash. And you know, Grant Gustin has the obvious like look of surprise that someone would in that moment because uh, so also for context, um the thing with that is in the I guess spoiler alert for people who haven't watched the crossover, but it's like there's all these multiple worlds, but in the course of the um, crossover event, it pretty much like got rid of all the multiple worlds and kind of merged it into like one world. So when he sees Ezra Miller's flash, he's like, I thought, you know, I thought 
the multiverse was gone pretty much like that, right? So that's it was like a shocking thing, not necessarily because he saw another Barry Allen, but it was because he thought the multiverse was gone. So it's like, okay, so you see Grant Gustin have like the normal face of reaction, and then you just have like Ezra Miller's if it's like he doesn't know what shocked looks like. He's like he, he reminds me of like what an alien thinks that like human nature is like. And actually, Ezra Miller is a human being, at least in some aspects somewhere. But for me, I'm just like I don't know. I just I just want more. Is that too much to ask for? I just want a little more. Ezra Miller isn't a human. He's an alien, and that's why he acts so awkward because he doesn't know how to mimic our behavior yet. I don't even know how to mimic my own behavior. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. And I want to say before we move on, like, again, we're not, like, I know this sounds petty. And so not trying to be, like, too mean-spirited, especially when it comes to the fact that, like, Ezra Miller wears makeup and likes to wear dresses every once in a while. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, 100%, like, nothing wrong with that at all. It's just that I think for maybe both of us, we feel that maybe he gets unnecessary praise when there's so many other people doing the exact same thing that don't get noticed. And because he has obviously a lot more recognition, he's getting praises for something that, you know, other people are doing. So does that make sense? Like, I don't know. It's a big topic now. Um, because, you know, again, Harry Styles came out and wore some dresses and, you know, it had this like big debate, like fucking Candace Owen and like Ben Shapiro talked about how unmanly it was. And I was like, go fuck yourself, you know, like there's nothing wrong with Harry Styles wearing a fucking dress. (laughs) I used to think it was unmanly to wear pink. And now the big thing is to wear pink, especially brother loves wearing pink. It's like his favorite color to wear. And I love it. But I think what it is is that... Sorry. What did you say? I was just going to say really quickly, did you know that back in the day, pink actually was considered a masculine color because it's so vibrant? I, I read that. Yeah, yeah, because it's like kind of like red and blue was supposed to be more like soft and feminine. That's like why Cinderella wears blue, I think. Yeah, but, uh, interesting. I mean, personally, if I had a kid, I wouldn't like put them in either because I think they're... I hate pastel blue and I hate pink. So <laughs> my kid's going to be in like black. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll have a goth baby. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Did you say a goth baby? Yeah, a goth baby. <laughs> I got to think about you the other day because I was watching alternative makeup looks and it was all like goth looks and I was like, this would have been Tia as a kid. But uh, I think what I was going to say real quick is and which I don't have any problem with this, like, makeup artist. But, so, first off, when, like, Manny MUA came into the field, and people did have issues because they felt like there was many other people that could do makeup looks just as well as him or even better that didn't get near as much, like, recognition just because he was a man doing it and I think that's kind of like the issue where it's like there's plenty of other people doing it but because people really like this actor they just praise it so much more and I feel like other people get swept under the rug with it like with Ezra Miller wearing makeup and wearing a dress and it's like you have other you know men who do that and do it themselves first of all because again 
you know Ezra Miller didn't do that makeup himself, but you probably have, you know, male makeup artists who could do that themselves, and they're not getting recognized. Yes, exactly. Well, that's like I hated that James Charles got all that recognition when I don't think his makeup looks are that great. Um, Like, you have other, like, male makeup artists who should be praised a lot more than he is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not that he pays attention to this, but apparently he doesn't like when people talk about him. So, you know, canceled. <laughs> Good. I knew it would happen. Now, um, what I was going to say real quick is, um, oh, well, you know, with James Charles, he ended up, his whole fame came from the whole thing of like, oh, he, he went back and redid his, um, yearbook photo and that's what happened with him being the first cover boy right and people were, were like oh you know he's so stylish but that was all fabricated he never did any of that he never went back and had his yearbook photo retaken you know with a ring light and with his makeup all done it was just something he like presented but that never actually happened he never actually did any of those things really jesus Christ can't he's another hot mess but anyway um we are going off the rails today let's uh, continue Brittany. what is your number six we're not talking about James charles we're talking about uh these guys now <laughs> yeah we're about these guys now um jerry leto's uh joker wow oh, no, <laughs> what? What? do you like him i kind of did like uh, but go ahead. No, I want to. I want to hear. My thing is like, I don't know if it's really him or maybe the direction they went with it. I guess for me, I just never saw the Joker have like presenting himself as a mobster and being more like money driven. Because the Joker I always thought about was always like more of like the Heath Ledger or you know the animated series, and to have someone that's basically like looks like he's just like. Very, uh, very Scarface acting was, I guess, a little off-putting for me. But I don't know if it's just Jerry Leto himself. Which Jerry Leto, by the way, made his own cult. Did you hear about that? I mean, Jerry Leto is also a very questionable person. I mean, if we're going to criticize, you know, uh, the people that we've criticized on this, you know, list, we should also mention that he's a very, he's a sketchy guy. Okay, back in 2019, like August 18th, Gerald Leto has started a cult on an island and his followers call him Prophet. This dude's so out of touch that he was on his island, I think, or like he was on some kind of retreat and came back and didn't realize that COVID had happened. Oh, that's right. I remember that because I remember seeing him like post about on Instagram or something that he didn't know. And it's like, what (laughs) how did you not know yeah so uh, for me i just i don't know you know what have you seen the memes where it's like it's the something for me it's that's how i feel right now with jared leto i don't know i just do feel like he's a questionable person and i feel like I feel like he would deeply feed off of, like, women being obsessed with him because he's the Joker. And people, we, I I know we both love the Joker, but sometimes people obsess over him 
and really praise the toxic relationship that he has with Harley when that's exactly the opposite relationship you want. And so when I feel like people are obsessed with him for being the Joker, like, oh, it's kind of like the Chris Brown thing when people are like, oh, I would let him beat me. I'm like, mm, mm, yeah, no, like, yeah, no, that's no. <laughs> it's, I guess like for me on that one I'm just kind of like I don't know people are just very strange when it comes to their obsessions and I feel like he has the personality that just feeds off of it so I, I guess it would be more personal and I don't mean to be like come off as petty or like any which way about it I guess I'm just kind of like got some deep personal feelings on it where I'm like I don't know. I just feel like that toxic of a person built with a very toxic character is just not a good combination. So, yeah. So Jared Leto is definitely questionable. It's hard because it's like, I like some of his music. I like some of his roles. And I actually did like his Joker. I'm sorry. No, no, listen, this is what our list is for. You're more than well, like, do I think he did the best job? No, not at all. Um, I, but, so, that's the thing, it's like, do I think he did the best job? No. But I don't dislike the direction that David Ayer was going with. I kind of liked that he was more of, like, a gangster and shit, because we've always seen different versions of the Joker. They always um, change based on, like, the times that we're in. So I kind of liked that, like, a flashier Joker and shit. I just thought it went well in the Suicide Squad. I thought it like went well with um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Um, I don't know. What's funny? I love her. Like I think she makes like the best Harley. Well, yeah. No, I think we can all agree that she's like a fucking fantastic Harley Quinn. Um, I mean, I don't know who could maybe replace Jared Leto's Joker and maybe try to bring a little bit of that same, like, ga- like to me, I had no problem with all the tattoos. Like, a lot of the tattoos, I had no problem with it. Um, you know, was Jared Leto's Joker, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker? No. Um But I think each Joker, again, like, brings to the table different aspects. Like, I loved... Heath Ledger's Joker, I fucking loved Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker was great, you know, so all different types of, like, was good. Who? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, I mean, that probably is a live-action Joker that a lot of us grew up with, you know, and he was um, very gangster, and he wasn't unhinged, per se, like Heath Ledger's or Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was, right? Um, But he still was memorable, and it was still a great Joker. So I feel like maybe they were trying to return to that a little with Jared Leto's, but also kind of have that, like, unstableness that maybe you were used to with the cartoon Joker. Um, It wasn't executed the best. I think that maybe they just didn't give Jared enough room to flex, pretty much, because if you look, Jared Leto was only in that movie for, like, five minutes, you know? Other Jokers... They advertised him so heavy, though. They advertised him like he was going to be in the entire thing. People were pissed. They, uh, yeah... Um, most of the advertisement was like 
on Jared Leto's shoulders. And then when you watch Suicide Squad, it was like he was only in it for five minutes. And I was like, wow. What? (laughs) Wow. But I will tell you that I, I just, can I tell you there was one scene with him and Suicide Squad that is, like, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> and I think this is why I kind of like Jared Leto's Joker, because I felt like it was just such a great scene. Um, do you remember the scene where the, like, prison guard that would fuck with all of the members, especially Harley Quinn, was in that, like, restaurant, and he's sitting down, and, like, the Joker comes around, and he, like, kind of looks at him all seriously, and then, like, pretty much sits in his lap and he's just like, yeah, you're going to do what I want you to do. Like you're going to get, you know, Harley out and shit like that. I just thought it was a great scene. I don't know. You know what? I can admit that one's a great scene. I just don't know. Maybe I'm just more of just don't like Jared Leto. And I do become a little bit of a purist when it comes to like certain characters. No, listen, I, I'm not going to take that away from you. I, I agree. Like, I would like to see someone else take a stab at the Joker. Um, You know who I heard was really good? I never watched the show Gotham, but I heard the guy who played the Joker in that show was really good. Oh, the one that's from uh, Shameless? Shameless, yeah. And he was also in that Star Wars video game. Oh, yeah, that one was, that game is really good, by the way, like, really fucking good, like, that's the one that made me, like, like, obsessed with Darth Vader again, because, Uh like, I, I, I'm trying not to, like, spoil it for everybody, like, who hasn't played, if you haven't played, uh, oh, Fallen Order, shut your ears, but I'm telling you, when Vader pops up at the end, I about shit, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, it's, because the whole time it's like you trying to learn the force, right, and like reawaken, and then to see him come in and literally close his hand, and everything starts crushing around you, and you're like, oh my god, he's he's god mode, he's god mode. I'm just <laughs> compared to him, and it just becomes like a running uh, simulator of you trying to get the fuck away from him. I don't know, it was so good. It was so good, but yeah. yeah so I I heard that guy. Um, I think his name is like Cameron something um but i heard he was really good as the joker in gotham so you know maybe bring him back at some point give him uh but he's really young looking but maybe he'd be pretty good for robert pattinson's batman since you know pattinson is like a younger bruce wayne you could maybe have a younger joker you know what i can i can dig that i can dig it you can vibe with it but yeah um listen i agree um, as much as I can say that, you know, I actually did like Jared Leto's Joker, I can agree that Jared Leto is a questionable person. And, you know, we're trying to get all toxicity out these days. So yeah, let's, right. <laughs> let's get someone else as the Joker. I'm, I would be interested that those are big shoes to fill. So anyone who comes in is always going to probably deal with a, you know, a great deal of uh, pressure, especially after Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he just did such a fantastic job. I, I was going to say, his was really good. It was really good. I rewatched that during the pandemic, and I was like, it's just as good as when we went to go see it in the theater. 
I know. I'm ready. I, I'm ready to go back to theaters. Like I know that's like not in the cards right now, but I do miss it. Um, I I miss the fact that um, like I don't miss going to theaters, but I do miss movies. Like you know, if this whole COVID shit hadn't happened, we would have already had Black Widow. We would have had Eternals. We would have had Shang Chi, and it's like I want to. See movies <laughs> i know they say it's gonna take so long for them to recover back to like where they were and it's so hard to like keep a theater running anyways like they literally make most of their money off of just like what they sell and so that's what's hard I'm just yeah bad. i do feel bad so hopefully they can recover at some point but let's move on um to I'll do number five, and I'm coming in with a hot one here. <laughs> this guy showed up on our list last week as well, so it's going to be Hawkeye. I oh, would... man, it's mine. I'm sorry. Do you have enough on your list? <laughs> I- I'll figure it out. Just go. You got it, girl. Okay, okay. Um, So I would definitely recast Hawkeye, and I'm pretty sure that this Hawkeye series is probably going to be the last we see of Jeremy Renner, um, which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm ready. For, oh my gosh. I'm ready for the death threats, but um, yeah, uh, Butcher McCall's it. I just, and we talked about this last week when you had put Hawkeye on the list and it's just like, it's like if he would have just played Hawkeye, how he played Hawkeye in the first Thor and the first Avengers, I would have no problem with him. But the fact that, you know, then Jeremy Renner just kind of like insisted on all of this screen time and all of this like storyline for a character who honestly is not that interesting. And the fact that Jeremy Renner himself seems a bit like a douchebag and is, has also done pretty questionable things like to his wife is just like I don't want that right and it would be really cool if they could have casted someone as Hawkeye and made that person deaf because I believe the character in the comics is deaf so that's interesting yeah so in the comics he's deaf and you know, if you were going to have, say, Daredevil, right, and you always, like, you wouldn't bring Daredevil in and be like, but our Daredevil can see. And it's like, but Daredevil's blind. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah, in the that's comp- the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point. And so it's like, why would you bring in Hawkeye and be like, but we're not going to make him deaf. So to me, it's like they could have had a much, like, bigger opportunity to do a lot more than what they actually are doing so yeah i i wish they would recast hawkeye Brittany, what do you think i i, I felt the same because i'm kind of like Man, i don't know what it is about him i think it's just like knowing the history of like him complaining so much about it and you know i, Brittany, and I get you, sound, it. you sound a little muffled right now yeah. can, you, can you hear me okay yeah, yeah, I can. You were you were moving around a little there. 
uh, was shifting a little. Um, I was going to say, for me, I, I get it with him wanting his character to have more time, right? And I get it. When you're like the one Avenger that's like not at a movie and you're like the one that kind of gets shoved to the background. But it's like not every Avenger can be at the forefront. But I, the, the thing is, is that if he presented them as like a more likable character or someone that people could be more obsessed with, it's kind of like Peter Quill. You know, he had his own thing. It's like Gamora or Drax or, you know, like we love all of them, right? Rocket, I called him Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon, Uh, (laughs) Groot, you know, all of them were like, okay, they could have a whole movie and we'd be like, fine. I feel like they just cannot do that with Hawkeye. I just feel like he lost the lottery on which Avenger he got to play. And I don't know if it's just so much him or how they presented the character there, but it's like, I feel like someone a little more carefree, a little more like, playful like like you know what the, the best thing they done for him was when he had his whole i'm an evil person arc and kill like mobsters and shit he played a good bad guy but you know rest- that is actually a good point it's like he was pretty good um when they gave him like this dark story arc but that was so short-lived it was kind of like oh in the past five years he's been a bad guy but now we need him to be a good guy again because we need to save the world and it's like well that ended quickly (laughs) i I like how quickly he came back from he's like look i came back with all these tattoos because tattoos make me badass i'm like his wife is gonna look at him and be like what the fuck happened to you and he's like i don't want to talk about it i need laser surgery i need to get this and i i killed a lot of people because i was bummed out that you died but we never died <laughs> we don't talk about it we don't talk about that is true they tried to make him so badass in endgame they gave him like this faux hawk and a like a, a quarter a half sleeve of tattoos and it was like that doesn't make jeremy renner badass looking like i don't know oh, who knew yeah. this but no. <laughs> Sorry, I still laugh over his and Black Widow's, like, fight over who got to, like, throw themselves over the cliff. Like, it was just so, like, comical. I still think that, I still laughing. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? I know, it's supposed to be, like, this really, like, emotional scene, but it's like they literally were, like, arguing over who got to kill themselves, and I was just like, what? <laughs> I know, like, you're sitting there going, like, is this real life right now? I just, I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know what it is about him. I feel bad. I feel bad for him. But I also don't feel bad. I mean, I don't feel bad. I, no. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Huh? I was going to say, I, I, I would say, like, I feel bad for just, like, beefing on these people. And But then I also laugh thinking about gutting the sacred cow and, like, my love of Hannibal. When yeah. they're like, it's great. I'm like, no, no. So, you know what? If they can do it, we can do it, right? Yeah, no. I, like, totally agree. Um, Whatchamacallit calls it. Yeah. I just don't like Hawkeye. 
I promise next week, guys, I'll pick something that's a little more lighthearted than uh, for two weeks in a row us just shitting on people. But yeah, she likes to get me worked up. She likes to get me like fiery over something. It is kind of funny, but Brittany, what's your number four? Well, um, I'm still kind of looking. Um, I have one that I feel like you're going to pick it, so I don't know if I need to pick two or just go ahead and roll with it. Just roll with it, girl. I'm going to put you in a bind. It's okay. Okay. Bruce Wayne, um, which I just forgot that actor's name. Ben Affleck? Yeah, Ben Affleck. I just did not care for Ben Affleck. I'm sorry. I just, for me, like, it, it was just not it. Because I felt like he play, tried so hard to be very, like, brooding, very, like, like I'm I'm very angsty, you know. And I guess it's like when you have to live up to, like, the Christopher Nolan Batman. I felt like Bruce Wayne is, like, a little more, like, suave and a little more, like, oh, you know, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy when I'm out of the bat suit. But then Affleck just played him like he was just constantly pissed off at the world. And I will never get over Martha. Why is he saying Martha? That's his mother. No. Like, like from, that was not it. I just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't think he played a good Bruce Wayne. Do I think he's been able to play really good things in the past? Yes. Like the accountant, like that was really good. Like I was like, okay, he's good. I think there was something else he played in that he was good at, but I just did not care for him. Like the only good castings that came from that was Wonder Woman, Uh Superman, and Aquaman. The rest of the casting, like, can we just have a complete reboot and only keep those three? Which I think Henry Cavill said he's out. Is that true? Well, so, yeah, I would agree with you that, like, throw everything else out. Um, It's just all bad. But, yeah, I think, I don't think it's necessarily that, like, Henry Cavill's done done. I just think that Warner Brothers doesn't have any, like, um, interest so right now in making another Superman movie. So Henry and Henry's doing other things. You know, he's doing The Witcher. He's doing other projects. So it's like he's moved on. You know, like I think he said pretty much that if they ever wanted him to come back, he would come back. Absolutely, but he's good. Like he's not starving for work or anything like that. But I don't they know. Did- They did definitely, like, waste him because he was a good Clark Kent and a great Superman. I mean, he has the fucking look for it, first of all. Um, But this is about Batman. (laughs) You know that – okay, so, again, like, I've had to retract my statement of disliking Ben Affleck a little because I do like a fair amount of his movies. Like, I thought he was fantastic in The Accountant. He was really good in The Accountant. I liked him in Gone Girl. I liked him in Argo. So he's not, like, the worst, right? But there is, like, I always say, did you ever watch, there was this Family Guy episode, right? Where, you know how, like, Family Guy always does these cut scenes? And so the cut scene was something along the lines of, like, oh, this is as bad of, like, as Ben Affleck preparing for a role or something like that, right? And the cutaway scene was, like, Ben Affleck's um, freaking alarm going off. And he's like, oh, shit. He's like, 
I have to be Henry VIII today. And he's like, hello, hello, hello. Got it. And it's like, that's how I... I didn't know that was him, though. It's so funny. I remember that part. I just did not know that was him. And I was like, that's kind of how I feel about that. I'm like, I just don't think he does a lot of preparation for his roles. Like, he's a great director, right? Like, Argo is one of my favorite movies, and he directed, and he won an award for it, and he rightfully so, okay? But I know I'm going to get, like, so much crap for this, but I just – he did not act like he wanted to play Batman. (laughs) Like – when they first casted him, like, and there's a lot of, like, first of all, when the Christopher Nolan trilogy came out, I thought that was, like, God-tier Batman. I still kind of do. And I thought yeah. that's how everyone thought because people I talked to, like, loved it, right? And now I'm on the internet and you have all these people who disliked it. And I'm like, all right, I don't know who the fuck you people are. But I think uh, Christian Bale was the perfect Bruce Wayne. But calls it. So, you know, when they ended Christian Bale's trilogy and they announced that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was like, no fucking way. Batflick? You're going to cast him? Right? I was so skeptical. I was just like, I don't see it at all. And I still didn't see it. Like, when he was in costume and, like, he didn't have the cowl on, right, and you saw his face, and, like, he just looks so unnatural in this suit. And I disliked him, and I'm sorry, I dislike the fact that Batman uses guns in this world. Like, that's just not a thing. I forgot about this. Does he actually shoot people? His whole thing is against guns. Exactly. So I I dislike that tremendously. So you have that, and I just don't think he ever, like, sounded right as Batman. And I get some people saying, oh, he's supposed to be this really, like, you know – weary Bruce Wayne who's been through it and blah, blah. And I'm just like, but I just, I seem tired, but not in like, oh, his character's tired. It's like, no, Ben Affleck seemed tired, you know? And as you said, I'm watching that Batman versus Superman. And I like, I hated his logic about wanting to kill Superman. Right. He's like, oh my God, like, um, Superman, like, and this is my problem, okay? This is why I hated the Sokovia Accords in Marvel. I hate the whole storyline of, oh, my God, this, like, villain was about to destroy the world, but uh, one building came down, and we have to be mad at the superhero for it. And it's like, yeah, but, like, if the superhero didn't step in, the whole world would be destroyed. Like, I'm sorry that a building crashed down. That's horrible because that shouldn't ever fucking happen. But those are the casualties of war. <laughs> I know. And I don't know if he just felt so bad because it's like, oh, uh, well, I kind of made Ultron. By the way, did Tony make Ultron or was it Bruce Banner or was it both? Both, which is Bruce funny. Bruce didn't give a shit. He was like, I kill people all the time as well. Did you see that? Yeah, that is funny because Tony Stark had so much, like, guilt over it. And Bruce, Bat- like, you never heard Bruce, like, talk about it. <laughs> he was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do shit. <laughs> and, um, he's like, oh, all this gamma radiation really making it hard to remember. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I do, and that that Martha scene was the worst thing Martha! I've ever. Martha! <laughs> I think it's like I I pronounce like Martha, like Martha, right? And they're like Martha, 
Marta. And, uh, oh, it's making me think of the German lady from, um, <laughs> what's it called again? God, what is it called? Godless. Godless, yes. Marta. Marta. No, it was, it was just so bad. Like, save Martha. Why did you say that name? And Lois laid like, it was his, it's his name. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sickening. <laughs> and, and so one last thing I want to say. Batman had the same look on his face in one scene that, like, Ezra Miller's The Flash had. So there's a scene in Batman for Superman. I don't know how, like, did you watch Batman vs. Superman in its entirety? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Fortunately, at the movie theater, and I hardly remember it because I started zoning out, and I think I was wanting to brainstorm a story with you, but then I was, like, in the very back seat just thinking how awful this fucking movie was. And, and it was bad. I still would be like, they're not true DC fans. I grew up watching everything DC. I grew up liking DC better than Marvel. It's just the movies are awful. Yeah, I hate that when people are like, oh, you're not a DC fan. It's like, motherfucker, like, I grew, as you said, like, I grew up on this shit. Like, Batman, the animated series, was my shit. I had toys of Catwoman, Batman. I didn't even know who the hell Iron Man was or anything. So this isn't the whole, you know, people are like, oh, what a stupid Marvel fan. Like, this is nothing to do with that, you know? I Like, I don't know. So anyway, sorry, my dog's like whining at my fucking cat right now. But um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, there's a scene right in Batman versus Superman where Batman and Superman have to go against you know the big bad in the movie, and Wonder Woman shows up right, like beautiful Gail Godot in all of her Wonder Woman glory, and um. You know, Superman kind of looks over at Batman. He's like, oh, is she with you? And Batman's like, oh, it's about to ask you the same thing with this, like, really shocked look on his face. As it, like, he just looks so derpy. <laughs> like, uh, that's all. I don't know. I'm being very mean-spirited today. I apologize, everyone. But no, um, it's okay. I disliked it. So, yeah. Great decision, Brittany. I'm going to hit number three. And in the spirit of keeping it within the DC universe, I'm actually going to, and this is going to be a pick that people are not going to be happy about because people generally really like her as this character. Um, And I have nothing against the actress, actually. Um, It's Amy Adams as Lois Lane. So I, I think Amy Adams is a fantastic actress. I just never saw her as Lois Lane. And maybe this is because I grew up with, you know, Superman, the animated series, watching Justice League and all that, that I have in my head what Lois Lane is supposed to look like. First of all, like she's supposed to have that black hair, whereas like Amy Adams has that copperish sort of hair. I'm looking at her right now. Like I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to look at Lois Lane from the animated series too. Yeah, you know, so I just, to me, she just didn't scream, like, Lois Lane, and I never thought that, like, Amy Adams and Henry Cavill seemed to have chemistry together, because they're supposed to be lovers, right? You know, they get together in Man of Steel, and um, 
what you call it, then, you know, they're obviously together in Batman versus Superman and the Justice League movie. And I just never felt a whole lot of chemistry coming off of them. It just was very strange to me. I just don't feel that connection when I see, and again, nothing against Amy Adams. Like, this is the one time I'll probably say in this list, like, Amy Adams is a fantastic actress. She is wonderful in pretty much 99% of the things that she's in. And not that she's terrible as Lois Lane. I just would prefer someone else to play that role other than her. And I will say, though, I hate the way that, like, they write her character because, you know, she's supposed to be, like, a very smart woman, right? Um, There's actually a comic book run called Lois Lane that I don't know if it's still going on or if it was, like, a limited run, but it had Lois Lane, like, front and center as the protagonist of her own story. So, you know, she's a very intelligent woman. She is a sleuth. She, you know, gets shit done, right? And she's very much put in the position of being this, like, damsel in distress, the Superman-like stuff in live action. And I also just hate, like, her lines, right? Like, in the Martha scene, you know, it's like these two guys are fighting, and she just, like, magically appears and, like, throws herself on, you know, uh, Clark as she's telling, you know, Batman that Martha is his mother. And then in Justice League, it's like, she just pops up because, you know, Superman's going crazy and they need him to calm down. So they just like, you know, bring Lois in. And it's like, she's never really given her own lines or anything like that. Like everything she does is in conjunction to Superman. You know, and I I feel that too. And I'm going to say also on like the way of like how she looks, I was looking back. That's why I was like quiet for a second. I was looking back at like every reiteration. She always has big blue eyes and black hair, like jet black hair, like just super black hair. And for me, like looking at them compared, I felt like Lois Lane and a lot of like the way they put her she is such a badass and very much like I will hold my own fuck everyone else and I think looking back at like Lois Lane it's like oh I'm very sweet and innocent very like almost uh there's another like female character that's a little like that where it becomes very like oh they're the damsel and it's like no 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 she was a badass in her own right well, yeah, so, like, if you look at um, Lois Lane from the animated series, like, and as you said, aesthetic-wise, right, Lois Lane in the comics, Lois Lane in animated, and even um, the CW has their own Lois Lane, like, all has, you know, jet black hair, so it is a bit of an aesthetic thing that I dislike that they have Amy Adams still as a redhead, and as you said, and you know, I said as well, she's a badass. She is supposed to be this really, you know, um, whatchamacallit, what is it called? She's supposed to be, like, on her toes sort of journalist, right? She, like, puts herself, you know, in danger all the time because she's reporting from really dangerous areas. So it's like she has to be headstrong. And I don't feel that from Amy Adams' um, Lois Lane. And I don't know if that's Amy Adams or if that's just how they're directing her. I almost feel like it's how they're directing her. And I know I'm going to get freaking crucified because people love to say that Zack Snyder like, is, you know, a beacon for feminine power and stuff like that. But, like, 
why is Lois Lane such a damsel? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I feel that too. I just I don't know. I feel like I don't think she's awful, but I feel like I feel like she could equally be something really good for someone else, like as the female like protagonist, like slash love interest. But I feel like for Superman, she was not it because it's like a lot of things with Lois Lane that Superman is such a Boy Scout and such like a sweet like person. I feel like he almost needs someone a little tougher. And so I just felt like just having two soft people together is just not it. That is very true. That's a good thing to point out. Like, as you said, he's very much a Boy Scout. It'd be nice to have someone who's a little, like, rougher. Not rougher, but, you know, tougher. That's what I mean. Yeah, tougher. tougher. No, I know. I get you. But I agree. um, Yeah, so Lois Lane. So Amy Adams is Lois Lane. I would definitely recast. Um... Brittany, what is your number two, a.k.a. your number one? Tia, would it be me if we didn't go a whole entire uh, thing without talking about Sir Anthony Hopkins? Would it be me? I. Hannibal is not in the DC or Marvel universe. It's not Hannibal. Okay. I'm going to recast Odin with Sir, because of Sir Anthony Hopkins because I cannot stand the fact that Odin is such a terrible dad and I am forced to like him just because he has Sir Anthony Hopkins. Okay, okay. So, wait, wait, I just want to understand this. So you're recasting Odin just because you don't want to like Odin, but you end up liking Odin because of Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Okay, I love it. I know. No, I just want to make. I just want to make sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I was looking back through, and I was like, okay, everything else is pretty good. You know, we've gone on about you know this and this and this. And I was like sitting there. I was like, who would I recast? And I was like, I don't get me wrong, because I was sitting there. I was like, a lot of these are like, oh, we don't like the actor, you know. And a lot of them do end up that way, or it's like a bad like face casting. I just think, first off, Odin. Why does every Norse god always have a fucking English accent, first off? Second off, Sir Anthony Hopkins is a treasure, Tia. A treasure. And everybody who plays is a treasure. You have Dr. Ford. You have Hannibal. And I love those two, right? I, though I will say, Dr. Ford is just like a non-people-eating version of Hannibal, which I feel like is fair. But, um... Uh, I don't know. I guess it is for me. It's like Odin is a terrible dad, and Odin himself is not a good person. And I guess we have to accept that a little bit because, you know, we've seen Mr. Wednesday. We know how Odin can be. Odin in every, like, version of himself is not a good person. Sit there and wish that I'm like God. I was like I sit there and I can't help it. I like him anyways. Because by the way, I didn't know he was played by Sir Anthony Hopkins for like the longest time, even though I absolutely really? yeah. My face <laughs> didn't recognize him. Like my eyes just could not accept that that was Sir Anthony Hopkins. By the way, I always have to put the Sir in first. It's the respect, Tia. Yeah, it's much <laughs> But we've talked about this before. We just don't care for Odin. Odin was fucking awful to freaking uh, Loki. So, um, what you calls it? By the way, if you are a fan of Sir Anthony Hopkins, a movie on Netflix that I actually um, 
very much recommend is called The Two Popes. Um, oh, and I heard about that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's all about... So for anyone out there who isn't Catholic, uh, after John Paul II, who is a longstanding pope, um, uh, Benedict, Pope Benedict was brought, I forget what his name was beforehand, because each pope, like their name changes once they become pope, right? So um, we had Pope Benedict for a little bit, right? A few years. And most popes, pretty much every pope, stops being a pope once they die like that's the thing like you're a pope until you die right and and pope benedict um became like the first pope in hundreds and hundreds of years to actually willingly step down because of his health conditions and i think you know maybe because he maybe didn't have a passion for it you know and that's why now we have pope francis so um, the whole movie is this really like nice movie with Anthony Hopkins as ben- as Pope Benedict, who is a like kind of like standoffish, very like um, alone sort of person, very strict, you know, very like you know off putting, blah blah blah. And then we have Pope Francis, who's this very like warm pope who loves to interact with the people. He gets like pizza from you know carts on the street and everything. And it's the two of them like interacting where um like Benedict pretty much like finally coming to the conclusion that he wants Francis to take over for him because he's gonna step down with Pope Francis kind of like wait, like, no one steps down. <laughs> like, a pope like, like, this is supposed to be a forever job. You don't resign from this. Yeah, so anyway, I know this is, like, so random, but I thought it was such a really wonderful movie that came out in 2019 that actually was nominated for an Oscar. Um, I don't think it got, like, the recognition it deserved because it's not, like, this big, like, you know, action-packed, you know, movie or anything, but, like, you have Anthony Hopkins and the guy who played uh, Pope Francis, um, was Jonathan Price. He's the guy who played Elizabeth's um, father in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Do you know who Oh I'm my talking? gosh, I like that guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. And Anthony Hopkins is like, I want to say it's like some of the best acting he's ever done in his life. It's a really wonderful movie. It's like sweet. It's really like endearing because it, it's like their friendship. Like apparently they're friends and shit, even though like the two of them are so opposite, like in real life, you know, Benedict and, and France and Pope Francis, like they're real friends and all that. And it's just like such a lovely movie. So if you're a fan of Sir Anthony Hopkins, I highly suggest watching The Two Popes. It's a great movie. But on to Odin. Um, I, I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't recast him just because I think he does a fantastic job. I know what you're talking about, right? Because you're like, Odin's such an asshole and such a dick. And I shouldn't like him. But because he's you such like a bad dad. He's such a bad he's an awful dad. We've talked about this. We talked about it um last week as well. Would you okay imagine if um would you say that you would rather Ian McShane come into the MCU as oh Odin? God, that would be the best. Oh my <laughs> god. See, that's the shit that goes, okay, yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Could you fucking imagine Wednesday as this fucking shitty dad? Oh, wait, he is. He is a shitty dad. 
Because, like, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Odin, is a shitty dad, but he's much more, like, reserved he's like that. Soft. He's soft. He's a soft boy. He's... I wouldn't necessarily call him soft, but I would say that he is much more reserved and he's much more of that, like, quiet old leader who just sits there judging you. Because I'm telling you, when he looks sometimes at, like, Loki, if looks could kill, he would kill. But Ian McShane's Odin is so, like, blatantly shitty. I feel like especially in season two, and I went back and listened to our American Gods season two top ten, and it was like, he didn't give no fucks in in season two. So he would be, like, worse. Sorry, I'm just thinking about freaking, uh, oh... What do you mean to what's her face? Uh, Laura. Uh, Laura. When he basically is just like, yeah, he's never going to love you. Bye. Get out of here. I, I, feel like, like, Jesus. I feel like Ian McShane's Odin would. In, so you know how like um, Anthony Hopkins Odin was like calling Jane a goat and shit, I feel like Ian McShane's Odin would be, like, flirting with Jane. <laughs> like, cause fucking Odin fucks so many mortals. So many mortals. By the oh. way, did you think it was kind of dark that uh, when you think about the books with uh, American Gods real quick, that, you know, in the in the show, he does fuck that one human girl, right? The waitress. I think she was a waitress. But did you find out that he can basically, like, glamour humans, like, into doing what he wants and you realize how fucked up that is? Do you remember that? I don't remember that aspect of it, but shit, I wouldn't be surprised. He is not a good guy. Um <laughs> What you calls it? Brittany and I are big fans of American Gods, and I can't wait for the third season. Brittany doesn't watch a whole lot of stuff now, but I'm gonna force her to watch the third season so that we can oh, do. I watch that. My thing is like, there's so few times that like my thing is when I get sucked into something, I get sucked into it bad, so it makes me drag my feet to watch something because I know that I'm gonna get. It's kind of like why I stopped reading books so much because I would get so emotionally invested and then like feel emotionally fucked up for a while if like something went bad. And so for me, I think that's what it is. I'm just afraid. And that's why sometimes it's easier with anime. But then anime makes me feel. And I'm like, ugh, I can't <laughs> win. I'm just saying, you need to watch season three so that we can actually do a top ten on season three. Girl, I got you. You got me? I'm just excited for season three of American Gods. Like, I'm oh, pumped. No, boy looked really good. Right? Right? Oh, my God. And it's so funny. Okay, really quick. I know this has nothing to do with the list, but, like, we got time. Uh, <laughs> what should we call it? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like in the show they're doing – okay, so really quick, right? They're bringing in this character called Cordelia who wasn't in the book, but pretty much while Shadow is in Lakeside, Cordelia becomes – wednesday's like new driver and shit like that so it's like almost as if they're like bringing in another shadow with that and i'm like this is interesting i guess <laughs> like who's cordelia again she she's not in the book like at all they made her character up for for season three 
Oh, is she that, that one girl that has, like, God send above her head? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I am interested in this now. Well, they're bringing in, like, a ton of new characters that aren't in the books. Like, um, the guy who played Ramsey from Game of Thrones is going to be a new leprechaun named Liam. I will tell you that I, because I actually read the book, right? There's no leprechaun named Liam. There's only one leprechaun. And his name is Matt Sweeney. Okay, there's no there, there's no Liam. I will say that I am really excited. By the way, that they're doing multiple Mister Worlds. At first, I was kind of like a little iffy about it because I was like, "Oh, Crispin Glover is like the best, right?" But yeah. I also I also love Danny Trejo, and then I also watched this like um like this documentary on Dominique Jackson, who's playing Ms. World. And I really like her now, so that just made me, like, really interested. I'm sorry. That's, like, going on, but... This is what I needed. I like how, like, we're so obsessed with American Gods. We're like, okay, it's kind of like Hannibal. I will find any way to shoehorn that shit in here, Tia. Okay, you want to hear about, like, shoehorning, right? Um, When I was thinking about this list, and I know I have the number one, and I'm getting to it in a second, but I was going to say, like, um, you know how they're coming up with the what you calls it. Well, first of all, two things, right? They're coming out with the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman, right? And you have Paul Dano who's playing the Riddler. And not that I have anything wrong with Paul Dano, not and he wouldn't have been my first choice for the Riddler, but he is a good actor. But I really sat there and was like, Bruce Langley, who plays Technical Boy, could have been a really good I mean- Riddler. He could have been really good. That would have been perfect. Didn't he like your post about that? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I would have liked that, though. But I'm so famous. I I do so many interviews. I just don't remember who likes my shit anymore. I see how it is. I I also would have really loved if Pablo Schreiber could be cast as Craven. And I see a lot of people wanting, like, Joe Maganello to be Craven the Hunter. And I'm like, no, I want Pablo Schreiber. <laughs> You're like, this is what I, it, it's what I deserve. It's what I deserve. But, um, Brittany, let's go through the list before we get down to our number one of the top ten DC and Marvel live-action characters we'd recast. We have Pepper Potts, Mara, Lex Luthor, The Flash, Joker, Hawkeye, Batman, Lois Lane, Odin, and the number one. Now, this is a hot take, right? And I want to preference this by saying I did like how she played this character, but I also would have liked someone else to play this character. And it's going to be Captain Marvel. Oh, my God, I almost put her. Oh my god, but I thought it would be too hot of a take. Oh Tia. Now, I like Captain Marvel. Brittany likes Captain Marvel. Brittany has literally cosplayed as Captain Marvel several times at several different conventions, right? And for as you know, as much criticism as the movie Captain Marvel gets, I actually kinda liked it. I don't think it's in my top five. But I've rewatched it several times, and I sit there and I go, it's just a fine movie. It's not bad, you know, and I'm really excited for the second Captain Marvel. But my thing is, is that 
And I do think Brie Larson is a decent actress. I don't think that maybe she's as great as a lot of people think she is. And that's not supposed, like, that sounds so, like, throwing shade. But the things I've seen her in, she's been good, just not, like, outstanding, right? But whatchamacallit, like, like, you have Captain Marvel, you have her as Carol Danvers, and I get that the point of her character is supposed to be, like, not emotional. I don't know. There's something the way she plays. It felt dry. It felt really dry. I felt that, um, like, a lot of people had said they would have loved Charlize Theron to play Captain Marvel, and I'm like, that would have been amazing, you know? Because Charlize Theron's, like, this really, like, tall, like, almost, like, Amazonian goddess, and if you're playing Captain Marvel, who's supposed to be this really strong female character, it's like, it would be nice to have someone who also is, like, a strong female, right? And again, it's not it's like Brie Larson, but she's very, like, thin, right? So she doesn't look like this big superhero, if that makes sense. Um, So there was that. And I just, but it was mostly acting. But uh, can you imagine, like, Charlize Theron would be amazing in that, because Charlize Theron has been in a lot of, like, action-packed movies. Like, her stunts would have been great. I gotta see who that is, because that, like, that name's not ringing a bell for me, which I'm sure I agree. You know who Charlize Theron is? She's a huge actress. She was, um, Furiosa in Mad Max. Oh, no, okay, never mind, she's hot. Yep, she's good. Not saying that she can only be that character, but I just, I, I, I find her, like, attractive in the empowering way. Like, like, she's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous fucking woman, but she was... Um, she was Furiosa in Mad Max. She was in this movie called Atomic Blonde, which pretty much Atomic Blonde was, okay, imagine this, right? The female John Wick. Like, that is oh, yeah. who she played. Um, uh, so she would There's be like... There's a song from that I think I like. What did you say? There's a song from that, that movie that I like. I just gotta remember what it was. There's something about that movie that I wanted to watch it for some reason because it had something in it, but I can't remember what it was. Well, it's a really good film. It's, like, really stylish. I fucking really enjoyed it. But um, to me, she would have just been such an amazing Captain Marvel. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, she doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't seem that, like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm rambling. I can't. What did you say? I said some people have deep issues with Brie Larson. And that's my thing is that I don't have deep issues about, like, Brie Larson, right? I actually don't think there's anything wrong with what she said. <laughs> you know, the, her whole thing was that she said that she'd like for uh, more critics to, you know, like, not just be, like, white men, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden there was, like, this big thing where it was like, Brie Larson is racist. She's misogynist. Not misogynist, sorry. Uh, sexist, sorry. Like, you yeah. know, she's sexist, she's racist, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, uh, I saw these things where people were like, I'm not going to see Captain Marvel because, you know, uh, Brie Larson doesn't want me to see Captain Marvel. And it's like, I that's not what she meant. She was saying that she'd like to hear other voices as opposed to just, like, the same old, same old, you know? Like, if you have a movie about a female superhero and uh, Captain Marvel in the movie was very, like, female empowerment, 
like, I'm sorry, a 70-year-old white dude isn't going to get that, you know? So all she was saying was that she'd like to have other people review her movies. Like, yes, also white men, but, you know, people of color, younger people, women, you know, just to get, like, more of a spectrum. And that's all she said. And I didn't see anything wrong with that, you know? And maybe that's just me because I just didn't take offense to it. I just didn't. Uh, I didn't know the, really the reason why. I just knew there was uh, there's a commentator on YouTube that has deep seated issues. Oh, like hates her. Um, what's it? The, oh, the quartering. I was just okay. Yes, the quartering. Because again, those. Sorry, the H three H three podcast. They do this thing where they do like content court, where they do an episode where they talk about like a content creator and all like the things that they've done. And they did a content court on the quartering. And he was the one who was like, I'm not going to see Captain Marvel because, you know, Brie Larson said that she doesn't want me to. And he has like really like I watched the episode that they did on him. He has really deep seated issues about Brie Larson. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, most of his videos are about her. Like, that's oh, why people got they, upset because uh, he was given another dude. He's like, oh, you only do videos on Jake and Logan Paul. And he sat there and was like, you only do things on Brie Larson. He's like, oh, well, they're profitable. And he was like, Jake and Logan Paul are profitable. Are- well, yeah, no, in the content court, they said something like he's done, like, 170-something videos on, like, Brie Larson. It's, like, an insane amount of of things that he's done on Brie Larson. And then he even had a video where he said that he bought a shed for Brie Larson. That is what? really strange. Yeah, like, the quartering had a video, and the video was like, I bought a shed for Brie Larson. And then when people, like, questioned him, like, that's fucking weird, he was like, oh, it's the money that I made on all of my Brie Larson videos, and I decided to buy a shed for my house. And it's like, that's so weird. Like, yeah, that's why so... worded that way? That's kind of a little... I don't it's... know. I don't much care for the quartering anyways. Definitely an incel, like, 100%. And I was going to say, most of the time, like, like whenever I'm, like, painting, like, for my parents, like, refinishing furniture, I'll put on a lot of, like, commentary videos, and his stuff will come on, but I normally have to change it because I get bored, because it's just the same shit over and over and over again. It's like... You have to... I'm going to send you the content court thing from H3H3 on the quartering, because, like, this guy is insane. Um... He had a video where he, like, peed in his basement because he didn't want to go up to, like, see his wife on the other floor of the house or something. Oh, my God, I have to show it to you. It's so funny. You have to watch it. He's just like, I just peed in my basement. <laughs> what the hell? No, I guess, like, for, for, for me, it's like he – you know how I feel about people being, like, really crazy on the Internet. But he's so anti-social justice warrior, right? that he ends up being the most sensitive motherfucker of the people he makes fun of. Like, he becomes worse than them, if that makes sense. That's so funny you say it. I'm sorry, I don't, I really am not, like, intending to keep bringing up the H3H3 podcast, but they were, like, they mentioned that they're, like, when you become so, like, anti-social justice warrior that you become, like, a social justice warrior in your own sense, you know, like, 
that almost insufferableness, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, he's crazy. But so anyway, sorry. He represents like the group of people who got really offended by what Brie Larson said. And that's not at all my reasoning for wanting to recast her because ultimately I don't have really a problem. Like I still watch the movies. As I said, I'm still excited for the second one. So it's not so bad that I'm like, I can't watch this, but I would prefer just someone else to play her. Just someone maybe a little bit more personable, someone who has maybe a more physicality. Like I understand there's stunt doubles and stuff, but I just think things look a lot better when the actual actor say, has the physicality to play these characters. So I just, I would like, sorry, go ahead. I have like a strong character and they're still like a very, uh, very lift kind of woman and not the like beef on that body type because it's like, I am a very small lady, but I just know physically, 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 like even with superpowers, you would want a little more bulk on you, but because people are like, yeah, it's, I guess for me, it's like I would like to see more of that kind of representation of, like, an actually very, like, physically strong-looking woman. Well, and that's the thing. So I'll say two things, right? Because it'd be one thing if Brie Larson, like, say, was very lithe but also carried herself better. Like, Gail Godot, right? When they first um, casted her, I was like, she's so, like, not what I would envision an Amazon you know, warrior to be, right? But then I watched um, Wonder Woman, and I'm like, all right, I love Gail Godot as Wonder Woman. But it's like I would have, like, someone who just maybe looked the part a little bit more of Captain Marvel. Like, um, if you watch The Mandalorian, right, Gina Carano, who, and I'm not, like, getting into, like, her personal stuff because she also has, like, some, like, problems that, also are questionable right but like physicality wise she's like a very muscular woman and that's representation that you don't really get you know you have these women who you know are their characters are strong but not the biggest right and it's like i don't see a problem with a woman with muscles like i'd like to see (laughs) no that's kind of like the boat i'm in because even when I go to the gym and stuff, like, when I feel the strongest, you are, like, more defined, and you do grow larger, so it's, like, sometimes it just doesn't physically make sense to have, like, these tiny-ass women be like, yeah, I'm super strong, and I'm like, but that's not how that works. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know, like, I don't know necessarily what to put, like, my finger on, and again, it's nothing really against Brie Larson, I'm not hating on her, you know, I'm not sitting there saying, like, you have to recast Brie Larson, right? Like, some people, some people, like, make up things. Some people are like, oh, my God, even the cast of uh, Marvel hates her and wants her out. And I'm like, you're just making that up now. <laughs> like, now you're I just making that up. sense at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm not saying they're like, you know, I don't feel as strongly about her recasting as I would say, like, but... If I had my choice, I would certainly um, maybe have picked someone else to play Captain Marvel. Like, again, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron's, like, problem, and it's not her problem, really. I think it's Hollywood's problem, is that, 
like Hollywood doesn't know what to do with women in their forties. <laughs> like, I you know, know. So, like that's crazy. And I say that because apparently Charlize Theron like um, auditioned to be Wonder Woman, right? oh my god you'd be so great but maybe you'd like to play um wonder woman's mom and she's just like and she's like she's like gail godot is like 10 years younger than me she was like what do you mean like play her mother you know and they keep very insulted yeah exactly and she was you know and um they're even doing like a furiosa prequel movie and instead of calling Charlize Theron back, they're just getting a younger actress. And what? it's, you know, I, it's like Hollywood doesn't know what to do with women in their 40s. It's like, oh, you're, you know, too old to play these certain characters, but you're not, you know, young enough yet to play the grandma that we like to put women in. And it's like, I hate this. I hate everyone. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but Brittany, before we wrap everything up today, do you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to mention? I I don't think I do. <laughs> well, no, that's good. Um, I guess I would just say, as you said, keep Gail Godot as Wonder Woman, Henry Cavill as Superman, and uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and throw out the rest of the DCEU. And, and I'm not including the Batman cast because that's Matt Reeves's universe, and he seems to know what he's doing. Finally, um, <laughs> finally, oh my gosh! But um, yeah, and I mean, listen, if say the Netflix shows were still going on, I would obviously recast Iron Fist, but they're not, so they'll probably get someone else anyway if they ever decide to bring Iron Fist back into the fold. I'm still not over it. Man, Tia, I think that's the most depressed I've ever seen you be when they canceled the DC, I mean, the Marvel Universe on Netflix. I mean, I won't. you're devastated. I mean, I was pretty upset, too, but I mean, I think that's the most bummed I've seen you. This is sounding, like, so crazy, right? But I really have not been, like, really excited for a show. Like, I was excited every time they put out a Marvel show, right? You know, when those shows came out, it's like I waited exactly to, like, midnight. I watched – I binge-watched it. I binge-watched it again, binge-watched it again. You know, like, really – like, now, like – and, you know, I'd be so excited. Like, now I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. But I'm not, like, jumping up and down or anything like that. It's like, I don't know, nothing nothing hits, like, the Marvel Netflix shows did. Even Iron Fist, (laughs) as shitty as that was. People. Like, you had, like, Wilson Fisk was so freaking good. Like, that shit you can't recast. You can't recast Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, like, you can't recast Wilson Fisk. It has to be Vincent D'Onofrio. It has to be Charlie Cox as Daredevil. And it has to be John Bernthal as the Punisher. Like, I'm sorry, I don't make the rules here. Like, it's just how it is. I the rules. This is how it is. Technically, Marvel owns those rights again. Like, they just got the rights back for Daredevil, and they have the rights back for Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And I think come January, they're going to have the rights to Frank Castle again. And I'm like, you're getting the rights back from Netflix because, you know, they had to wait a two-year interval. And it's like, okay, you're getting the rights back. 
we need these characters back. I know. It's it's such a bummer because it's like that you better bring back John Bernthal or we're gonna have words. Fierce only, words. Okay, so I'll tell you this, right? Like there's nothing more that I want than John Bernthal to return as Frank Castle. He is Frank Castle, like embodied. Like oh, no I one... think I, I guess what you're about to say. What am I about to say? You're gonna say, but if they have to do someone else other than John Bernthal, you want it to be Frank Grillo? No, my thing is oh. but my thing is, but if we can't get John Bernthal back as the Punisher, I still want John Bernthal in the Marvel world to make him Wolverine. Like, oh, okay, okay, that, that that's a good one. I can agree with that. Like, John Bernthal's such a fantastic actor that I just want him around in a big franchise that's a successful franchise, you know? So I'm like, if you can't bring him back as as the Punisher, which I don't know why you can't once you gain those rights back, like, you're bringing back all these other people from, like, obscure Spider-Man shit back in the day, which, you know, I'm not being insulting. I'm sorry. I know. But anyway. Sure hmm? Is he short enough to be uh, Wolverine? They had Hugh Jackman play Wolverine, who's six foot five. They clearly didn't oh, give Jesus a shit. Christ. Okay. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about being true to Wolverine being short in the comics. They got Hugh Jackman like the giant that he is, right? But I will say John Bernthal is 5'10", so he is shorter than Hugh Jackman. So while he's maybe not as short as Wolverine in the comics, he's still substantially shorter than Hugh Jackman. And everyone loved Hugh Jackman, which rightfully so, as Wolverine for so many years. You know what? I can dig it. I can dig it. Do you remember, by the way, um, oh my god, what was it? Deadpool 2. You know how Josh Brolin played Cable, right? Yeah. Well, Josh Brolin isn't particularly, like, a very tall guy in real life. I don't think he's, like, super short. I think he's, like, maybe, like, 5'10", right? But yeah. in the But in the comics, like, Cable, I think it's supposed to be, like, a really tall, tall, imposing figure. And Deadpool certainly makes, like, a joke about his height, like, not matching up to the comics. He's like, oh, we have Cable significantly shorter than the comics or something. Like, says something to that effect. (laughs) That poor asshole. Like, Hollywood loves short actors. Well, yeah, you have Tom Cruise and shit. You know, though, they prefer tall women. Like, a lot of times, like, they almost have to be model tall, but the guys are normally, like, 5'10 or shorter. I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. That is an anomaly worth exploring, I suppose. Poor Tom Cruise. Such a short boy. He is very, very short. I get, like, Nicole Kidman's very tall. Did you, um, the actress who played freaking Brianna Tarth is literally six foot three in real life. I um, love that one. Well, that's I, sort of like, you know. She would be, oh, can you imagine, like, her as Captain Marvel? Like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, that's like uh, me and Aaron. We have a friend that, like, we grew up with, both kind of like different. I think her age is like right between mine and Aaron's, right? And she is literally six foot two and stares Aaron in the eyes. And Aaron's always like, he's like, I cannot describe what it's like to actually like stare like face to face with another woman. He said, so like for me, I feel like that'd be so awesome to have someone that intimidatingly tall. 
by the way, she's gorgeous, but I'm like, oh my god, you are an Amazonian goddess. Well, I always, like, wanted to be taller, so that, like, I could be some badass, like, tall woman, right? Um, what's that, there's this other actress, Elizabeth Dubecky, um, and she's also six foot three. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, Hollywood. They're out there. You can cast them. It's okay. I need some of those jeans. What'd you say? I need some of those jeans, the tall jeans. Yeah, we didn't get them, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think we're, like, almost the same height. I think you're, like, an inch taller than me. Five four. You're, like, five foot. <laughs> Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you, like, cut out instantly. I'm like, did did you malfunction? <laughs> I, I Probably. I was going to say, what did I say? Oh, I said a five, two and a half. I was streaming, by the way. I was streaming, and uh, I stood up to do something, and I come back, and the chat is laughing about how fucking short I am. They're like, this girl's got to be, like, four foot eleven. Ha <laughs> ha. And I'm like, you bastards. Fuck you. You're, she, for anyone who's listening, she is like five four eleven. She's like four eleven. <laughs> I literally, literally five foot two, five foot two and a half, possibly a half. It's your big head. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but Brittany, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, what they can find next from you and all that good stuff by the way Brittany is rocking really awesome purple hair right now so make sure you check out her stream just to check that out i'm a cotton candy purple bitch i'm barney mofo um i was gonna say uh if you would also too like to make fun of my height and give me shit just give me a follow at itty bitty brit on twitch i've been streaming a lot of demon souls on the ps5 which apparently the ps5 is made of gold at this point because they're so hard to find so then doing that Probably going to play some cooking simulator tonight so I can burn down the whole freaking kitchen. Which, by the way, Tia, cooking simulator is so, like, how you actually cook. There's, like, parts where you have to actually take the lids off. You have to turn on the heat, put the oil, put, like, slice everything up. But you have to get the slices just right. Like, it's very involved to the point people are like, I learned how to cook from this game. So, yeah, I'm going to go cook some shit tonight. I can't wait to watch, but yes, please make sure that you check that out from Brittany. As for me, you can check me out um, all over Geek Vibes, geekvibesnation.com. I have all of my opinion pieces, news articles, movie and TV show reviews. You can check us out also on social media, Geek Vibes Nation. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram, Tia Fabi, as well as our YouTube channel, Geek Vibes Podcast. I recently did a review for HBO Max's new show called The Flight Attendant which is actually really good, stars Kaylee Cuoco. Um, I suggest it. I highly recommend it. But, um, Brittany, it's been amazing being here with you again. And everyone, please make sure you like this. Tell us what uh, character in the DC or Marvel Universe you'd recast if you had the opportunity to do it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.